What's up, tea drinkers? Who's ready to spill? Welcome to The Tea with KG, hosted by your girl, Kaylee Grace. Here you'll find your weekly boost of real talk mixed with laughter, healing, and all of those vulnerable, messy moments in between. The Tea with KG is a safe space for you to show up exactly as you are. We are here to share real-life stories from around the globe and be a community of love, joy, and celebrating life. This is a real deal show, so there will be coarse language and sensitive topics discussed. The most beautiful stories oftentimes emerge from the darkest of places, and we're here to explore it all. There's room for everyone at this tea time, so grab your drink of choice, spark it up, or just relax and soak it up. Cheers, and let's spill. What's up, tea drinkers? We are back with another episode of The Tea with KG. I'm your host, Kaylee Grace. We are here to spread the sparkle. What is up on this Tea Time Tuesday? New moon in Cancer. How we doing? As any of my fellow magical, mystical beings are aware, the new moon entered Cancer yesterday, July 17th. So, This marks the beginning of a new lunar month. We've got an energy of renewal, new beginnings, a fresh start. The theme around this new moon in Cancer is to nurture your heart. Each of the astrological signs are ruled by a planet. So for instance, Taurus, we are ruled by Venus, the planet of love. Cancer is ruled by the moon. So the moon being in its home sign of Cancer definitely heightens this energy for us. This is a time about reclaiming the power of our sensitivity and vulnerability. You may be feeling a bit more emotional. There's opportunities here to gain a deeper understanding of emotional needs and refine our ability to meet them and express them to others. So we want to be allowing our emotions to flow. We want to sit with them and try not to overthink them and rationalize them and intellectualize them, which can be challenging, especially if you're on a healing journey and you are in a mode of really diving deep with your feelings and looking at them and being like, okay, is this a trigger or why am I triggered or what is the root of this? How can I heal this? How can I nurture this feeling? It's definitely very typical when you are on that healing journey. But in this time, in this moment, just try and sit with them. Nurture your heart. It is going to be that watery flow. You know, cancer is a water sign. It's all about the emotions. You may feel like you're a bit more introverted right now, needing time to yourself to nurture your heart, mother yourself, tend to those emotions. You want to balance the nourishing of your being while also remaining in connection with those around you who you trust, who you love. A good journal prompt during this time would be, what do I need to take good care of my heart? And if you are doing some meditative practices during this time, you can ask yourself that question and just write out whatever comes to your mind. Don't think too much about it. Keeping on theme with the feeling of the emotions without trying to rationalize and intellectualize them. The shadow side with this new moon is without that deep emotional connection, sometimes we can feel sad, emotional, shut down. But when you're connecting to those closest to you, you can nurture your heart further remain in connection with people, but also, you know, feel the feels. We're all about feeling the feels here. So if you do find yourself a little bit more emotionally heightened right now, lean into it, let yourself feel it, nurture your being. It's the new moon in Cancer, so embrace it. Take this time as a new beginning, fresh start. 
Think about the renewal. You can take some time to yourself and sit with those feelings. Do what feels right for you and you will know the way forward. Whatever energies are surrounding you in this time, just lean in. That's a key thing. It's just lean into it. You're feeling it for a reason. And you can either release and let go if it's the time for that. Maybe you need to lean into it a bit more. But just remember to go easy on yourself. Be compassionate towards what you need and just sit with those feelings. So in today's episode, we are going to be touching on some perfectionism. The other day, I was just sitting at my desk and I don't know about y'all, but I definitely talk to myself (laughs) often enough. Hence the podcast. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Anyways, I was sitting there and I'll go on these tangents just talking to myself. I mean, obviously Benson's here. (laughs) I just go off. And I guess when I'm talking to, you know, my partner or my friends or my family, it's the same. But at least you have someone else who can speak back to you and actually have a conversation with you. But I was going off thinking about perfectionism. So I know I am not alone in this. I would like to say I'm more of a recovering perfectionist. It is something that is so common amongst us. And it's an interesting concept to dive into. Like, where does it come from? Why are we like this? And I know for me, it's been a long journey of unraveling the meaning behind the perfectionism, the truth behind what lies underneath. And it's definitely something I'm not completely out of the woods with. I will totally admit that, but I'm definitely much further along than I was at one time. I can remember, I feel like this was a few years back now, I had posted something in regards to letting go of perfection and you know, how it isn't real and basically saying how none of us are perfect. And in that, what I'm trying to imply is we all make mistakes. With that post, I feel like I remember the deep meaning behind it being for myself as well. Like it's almost like therapy. I say this all the time with the podcast, with speaking, but also with writing. It's therapy for me as well sometimes when you write out a caption or even just in your journal or wherever you happen to be writing. And the deeper meaning behind it was to let myself know as well that it's okay not to be perfect and it shouldn't be something that's expected because it's not healthy. So anyways, can't remember the exact words of the post, but it was something along those lines. And I can remember someone messaging me and they were trying to say, how if you don't think we're perfect, you need to give yourself a mindset adjustment and all these things. And I don't think this person was meaning it in a bad way. I mean, everybody perceives things from where they're at on their journey. And people who maybe haven't dived into something like this to look at it further may have a different perception. And I think what this person was going for was like they were trying to say we are all perfect beings and like I just can't get behind that word because I I know and I, I understand what the person was trying to say with it and I just still can't get with it. I'm like we're beautiful, divine, magical beings but not one of us is perfect on this human experience. That's the point. Being here in this 3D life, in this human experience, you're not here to have this perfect existence. You're here to learn things. And the only way we learn things is to go through hardships, to learn new things, to be around new people, new places, new things, and to expand our horizons and open up our minds. And 
go through life experiences. And some of them are great. Some of them are really challenging and not that great. But regardless of it, it's not perfect. And it's just interesting when you look at it and how people interpret it. To me, I mean, it's so funny because like I feel like I say that word a lot. I'm like, oh, perfection. Like if I'm looking at one of my friend's photos and I'm just like, oh, you stunning goddess you. And like, or if someone is making plans with me, I'm like, yes, perfection. Love it. And I feel like I enjoy the word, but again, depends on the context. It's a it's a weird battle, right? And I anyone who is currently a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist like myself I think you'll know what I'm saying. It's because it's like, it's not like it's a bad word. It's just, we have to stop trying to apply it to ourselves because it'll drive you crazy. It's driven me crazy. It has hindered me more than it has helped me. It has made me stop dead in my tracks before doing something that could be life-changing or it'll take me 10 times longer to finally do the thing that I've been holding back on because I'm so afraid it's not going to be perfect or look right or won't be perceived right. And it's just something that I'm like, uh uh-uh, not into this. Getting something done and trying something new, regardless of the outcome, that's what's up. And I wish my younger self had known that sooner. I just feel like, not that I haven't been brave in every aspect of life because it's it's very uh, it's like it's like a roller coaster or like a wave. There's times when I don't let perfectionism get in my way and I just go for it and I live loudly, hard on my sleeve. I'm brave. I go for those opportunities. I just step into my inner knowing and my inner being, and things always work out when you do that. When you just let it all go and you just step into that, and then through life, different things have happened and. I noticed that that protection mechanism coming back into play and I'm like, this is not helping you. This is not protecting you in any way. It is hindering you. So I wanted to talk about the amazing Brene Brown. We love her. She has some amazing insight to perfectionism. And I wanted to read some of her amazing words because I just think she's incredible. Such a beautiful source of knowledge. And it's not just her. It's everyone who works with her, which she always gives the shout outs within her work, her books, that whoever has helped with this research she always lets them know so everyone involved props to you gratitude to you but one of the first big quotes this is from her book atlas of the heart if you're interested it's a really really great book it's about mapping meaningful connection and the language of human experience and Brene Brown, we just love her. We stand her. She is just amazing. So the very first quote is, where perfectionism exists, shame is always lurking. And I thought that was really powerful. She goes on to say, shame is the birthplace of perfectionism. Perfectionism is not striving to be our best or working toward excellence. Healthy striving is internally driven. Perfectionism is externally driven by a simple but potentially all-consuming question. What will people think? Mic drop. Hello. How insightful is that? That where we are striving for perfection, it's simply coming back to what will people think and wanting to control that perception. When we have zero control, it doesn't even matter if in our heads we think it's finally perfect and we put it out there. It can still be perceived in whatever way another human being wants to perceive it. And I find that such an interesting concept because 
healthy striving, I love that, how she's saying it's internally driven. And I think when we just go for things without holding on to that perfect picture, it is when the magic happens. Like when I was saying earlier, how those moments where I was brave and wasn't, not that I wasn't caring, I was caring, of course, and passionate, but I wasn't focused on that perfect outcome. That's when things happened beautifully. And then as soon as you go into that obsessive perfectionism, it's not for you. It's for others. And I know all the perfectionists out there can can argue that. It's like, well, no, no, it's for me. It's because I'm putting my name on it. I want to make sure it's to the best of my abilities what I'm putting out there. Totally hear you, honey. I feel you. That is literally me when I'm editing these episodes. I'm like, I'm just going to get it perfectly sounding just like this and then there's times where you're like you know what I'm just letting this flow it is what it is there's only so much you can do so I feel you on that but I think what's important to recognize here is that perfectionism it's a barrier and when you're in leadership or just in life achieving a high level it requires curiosity and looking at mistakes and failures as opportunities for learning and what did we say earlier the only way we can grow through this life is to make mistakes is to learn and I can think of so many times where like let's say you get the answer right on something and you don't make a mistake most of the time I know for me anyway I may not remember that but if I make a mistake on something I'm sure as hell going to remember that because I would have had to go back. I would have had to fix it. I would have had to rework how my brain looked at it. And it's more likely to stick. And it's a great way too because these are opportunities to maybe expand in a region that you never would have thought you'd expand or you didn't even realize that area had potential. And that's what's truly going to drive our innovation and our creativity. And when we think about perfectionism, it halts creativity in its tracks because it's almost like your creativity is this beautiful, free-flowing, mystical, sparkly light. And it's like, let me live. I just want to make things beautiful and colorful and color outside the lines and just be my best self and live and throw all the ideas out there. Nothing's off limits. It is limitless. Everything is open to me. And then perfectionism comes along like the hall monitor trying to keep everything in check, being like, no, no, you go back in there. We don't need you out here. You get over there. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. So if you're a creative being, which I believe we all are, but particularly if you work with your creativity, if you are a content creator, whatever you do, think of it like that. Do you want the hall monitor coming up in here and, and putting your creativity back in the classroom? No, you want your creativity to be able to fly freely, honey. Another awesome thing I really love from this book is she says, perfectionism kills curiosity by telling us that we have to know everything or we risk looking less than. Perfectionism tells us that our mistakes and failures are personal defects, so we either avoid trying new things or we barely recover every time we inevitably fall short. That hit me so hard because I was like, you know what? That's so true. It just resonated so much with me because even in putting something creative out into the world, it's your baby. It's your heart. It's your soul. You've put everything into that. So if you're an artist, I I consider myself an artist. I feel like we are such sensitive and emotional beings like When we put our art out there, it means something to us and we know where it came from. So 
that can be challenging when maybe it doesn't meet the expectations you had or it falls short, whatever the case may be. It can feel very personal because you know what you put into that. But when we rework how we view it, it can just be an opportunity of, okay, this wasn't the right time for me to do this. Okay, this wasn't the right way to put this message out there, whatever the case may be. I really loved this as well. Brene, she writes, I write a lot about perfectionism across my books. It's a healthy dose of researcher heal thyself. I often call myself a recovering perfectionist and an aspiring good enoughist. Okay, I feel like we all need to hear that. I, again, like I know I said it earlier, definitely a recovering perfectionist here as well, but I love that. Aspiring good enough is. That's it. Like we have to know when good enough is good enough. And that's exactly like I feel so aligned with Brene right now. It's like exactly what I said earlier, how like doing this podcast or writing or whatever is therapy for me just as much as it is possibly helpful for someone else out there. But it's like Brene says, it's a healthy dose of researcher heal thyself. Absolutely. Another thing that she talks about is that perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels this primary thought. If I look perfect, live perfectly, work perfectly, and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame. Preach, mama, preach. I don't know about you, but I can totally get with that. It's totally a way to try and minimize those painful feelings. And if you've been rocked, and like I said, if you're a sensitive soul and you've experienced these, it can sometimes feel like the biggest thing in the world. But the more you know, the more you know. So when we dive into these aspects of ourselves, of life, we can really look at what drives us and why we're doing something. Is it for us? Is it for other people? What's the true meaning behind it? And that's how healing can begin or continue or wherever you happen to be on with your journey. And I mean, self-awareness is always number one. It starts with self-awareness. We don't have that, then there's no way you can ever look at it because it's not even on your radar. Another awesome thing in this particular section is talking about how perfectionism, it's not self-improvement. It is at its core about trying to earn approval and acceptance. And most perfectionists were raised being praised for achievement and performance, good grades, good manners, nice appearance, sports, rule following, people pleasing. Hello, how many of you are nodding your heads right now like, yep, yep, I get that. She goes on to say that understanding the difference between healthy striving and perfectionism is critical to laying down the shield and picking up your life. Research shows that perfectionism hampers success. In fact, it often sets you on the path to depression, anxiety, addiction, and life paralysis. Hello, life paralysis. What did we just say earlier about how perfectionism so often has stopped me in my tracks before doing something or it takes me 10 times longer because I put off doing the thing that I know I need to do because it's like so overwhelming and it's like I it's not perfect yet or I don't know how to do this and it's not going to look the way I want it to look and the only way we get better at things is by doing so it's just such a vicious cycle am I right and like we want to achieve our dreams we want to go out there and Whatever opportunity is meant for us on our soul path, like we want to be doing that do to live our dreams and whatever our happiest version of our life looks like. And that can be so scary, especially if perfectionism is something that you deal with. It can just either take us way longer to get to where we know we're meant to be 
or we'll never do it because we never get there. We don't even start. And again, I can totally, I'm having so many examples flash through my brain right now of even my own life. And it's just really wild to think that really we are, of course, there's external circumstances to life always, but we are the ones in charge of what we do or do not do. And so often it's these belief systems that we've developed that can, of course, help or hinder us in this case. I like when she says here that perfectionism is self-destructive simply because there's no such thing as perfection. One more time for the people in the back, Brene. Perfection is an unattainable goal. Additionally, perfectionism is much more about perception. We want to be perceived as perfect. Again, this is unattainable and there's no way to control perception regardless of how much time and energy we spent trying. Perfectionism is addictive because when we invariably do experience shame, judgment, and blame, we often believe it's because we weren't perfect enough. So rather than questioning the faulty logic of perfectionism, we become even more entrenched in our quest to live, look, and do everything just right. Feeling shamed, judged, and blamed, and the fear of all these feelings, are realities of the human experience. Perfectionism actually increases the odds that we'll experience these painful emotions and often leads to self-blame. It's my fault I'm feeling this way because I'm not good enough. Whew, girl is letting us have it, but in the best way possible. Everything she said is just so true. And it really is such a vicious cycle. And I think, like I said, once we start being aware that we're doing this or that this is this is not helping our lives, that's the first step to, to healing and to viewing things in a different light. And I'm really feeling like, like I said earlier, I was like, I really feel like I need to be hearing this right now because it's really giving me that motivation and that push to just do things that I've been literally putting off for like over a year and just do it. And if it's not perfect, so be it. And I feel like with different things throughout life, like I said, when I've had that mindset of just do it and it's fine if it's not perfect, that's when things flow. And when I take that away and I try to control it too much or make it to this or that, that's when there's resistance and that's when the flow is like, see ya, too much stress here, not into it. So I am going to just think of that visual I gave you earlier with my creativity, not wanting to be stifled, not wanting to be told what to do by the perfectionist hall monitor. We are not here for it, honey. You go, you go away. We don't need you here. (laughs) So I hope some of those words resonated with you today. Like I said earlier, this book, it's called Atlas of the Heart. If you're curious about Brene Brown, she's absolutely incredible. Props to her always. Definitely check her out. Check out all of her content, all of her material. She has so much wisdom out there and just an incredible being that we have access to in this lifetime. So if you're interested in checking her out, highly recommend. But for all of my perfectionists, recovering perfectionists, wherever you're at, if you're not a perfectionist, I love that even more. (laughs) You are goals. I am on my way over to you. But I just want to give a shout out to all of us. All we can do is our best. All we can do is try. And just because maybe we don't think it's the best or perfect or whatever word you want to use, it doesn't mean that it's not. And whoever's meant to receive you and what you put out there will receive you, no matter if it's perfect or not. You are a beautiful light being and your words, your energy, your service, whatever it is that you bring to this world, it's supposed to be brought here. 
don't be afraid of it. Don't hide it. Uh, I can resonate with that too. Sometimes hiding my light or holding back or not putting everything out there or just thinking like it's not good enough. All of those things. Put it away. Whatever you're putting out there, it is enough. And it is amazing. And you are helping someone. You are being of service to this world. And that's how we spread that beautiful energy. That's how we keep the compassion and the empathy flowing. And that's how we try and regain some balance within this world. So we can have a better flow, a better existence where we remember what's actually important in this world, which is being kind to each other, compassion, empathy, openness, understanding. Money, greed, and power ain't it, honey. We need to bring it back to basics and just remember what's actually important in this lifetime as human beings. So I want to wish everybody love and light as you take on your Tea Time Tuesday. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. If you want to check us out on social media, head on over to The Tea with KG on Instagram and Facebook. If you're on YouTube, the channel is just called Kaylee Grace. Go subscribe, turn on that bell for all the notifications. You'll never miss another video that we put out. If you're listening via podcast platform, give us a review. Love hearing your thoughts. As always, feel free to comment, DM, share with your friends, connect with me, let me know your favorite episodes, what you want to hear more of. This is for you. I love putting my heart and soul out there and bringing amazing guests to you each week. I can't wait. We've got some beautiful souls up on the docket coming up. So keep your eyes and your ears peeled and we will have some more magic coming your way. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Oh, oh.